Hi, Rodney Jane here. Be safe these holidays with Bob Jane T-Mart's great getaway deals. Buy three, get the fourth tyre free on selected Bridgestone, Yokohama, Dunlop and J-Tracks. Up to $100 instant cash back on a range of Michelin, Continental, Goodyear, Bob Jane Zenon and Moto Sport X. Alloy wheels from only $125 and tyres from just $69, all with our best tyre price guarantee. We'll look after you. Test and apply. This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news thanks to Race Fuels. From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need it. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Coming up, Panda talks why he's defected to Ford. Kiwi's super team, how Scotty could partner SVG at Bathurst. From footy to supercars, our dumped AFL coach landed at DJR. All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. Hi there, race fans. Well, it's safe to say nobody saw Garth Tander's move from Triple Eight to Grove Racing coming. The bombshell announcement shocked the supercars world on two counts. The reigning Bathurst 1000 co-champion leaving the top team for an aspiring squad and, in the process, defecting to Ford after being a Holden hero for so long. And there's an intriguing rumour gathering momentum on who Triple Eight is chasing to replace Tanda. But first, let's hear from the man himself. In his first interview since the big news broke, Tanda explains to Parked Up Plus why he's made the surprise switch, which he admits is a big call. Uh, yes, it is. Um, it's ambitious team is one good way to put it, but um, emerging would be another. Um, so yeah, look, it is a big call, um, but I'm looking forward to, to the challenge. So how did it come about? How quickly did it come about? Oh, uh, reasonably quickly reasonably quickly um, uh, um i had a you know there was a bit going on um uh and then it probably blew out a little while because we had some stuff going on at home in perth um that had to be dealt with so that delayed everything by a couple of weeks but um yeah look it was it was reasonably quickly um and yeah deal done so you obviously see some potential at Grove Racing, and Stephen Groves certainly has big ambitions. What do you see your role at the team in addition to obviously being their gun co-driver? Oh, look, um, a co-driver and a small cog in the wheel, if you like, um, as far as the driving roster goes. Um, my role also includes helping Matt Payne make the transition from Super 2 to main game. Um, and look, that's all happened very quickly for Matt. If you think about how quickly he came on the scene and how quickly he is now in the main game, that's happened very quick. And what we have seen in the past is um, Super 2 champions and, and gun Super 2 competitors that have made the jump to the main championship have really struggled um, because it is a massive step up 
in all aspects of the of the job it's it's obviously a massive step up in in intensity on track it's a massive step up in the scale of the size of the race team it's a massive step up in the requirements of you as a person off track uh, at race weekends and away from race weekends so just helping Matt through all that is um, is is primarily one of my roles Kanda's two-year deal with Penrite Racing will pair him with either David Reynolds or rookie main gamer Matt Payne. But GT says the enduro partnerships are still to be decided. Uh, there's no, um, nothing's been um, finalised about uh, who's driving with who yet. Um, there's, it's not, um, um, it's not confirmed which way we'll go as a team. And once the um, team uh, makes an announcement on who the fourth driver will be or the other co-driver, then we'll have a better understanding of how that's going to look. And then we'll just see how the year goes and how the year progresses and um, how it all plays out. Much has been made of Tanda's defection to Ford after racing only Holdens in supercars, winning a championship and five Bathurst 1000s. There's been divided reaction from the fans, but he thinks that the end of the Holden era takes the edge off his move. Ah, oh, generally it's, you'll lose 50% of those that followed you and gain 50% that previously hated you. So it sort of probably comes out a bit about even. Um, I've had a lot of, on social media, a lot of um, feedback saying, oh, how could you defect from Holden? How could you leave Holden? Well, the reality is there is no more Holden. And you can't be loyal to something that doesn't exist. And I do feel incredibly proud and incredibly honoured to have driven a Holden for the entirety of the time that I was in supercars while they existed. But they don't exist anymore. They do. They are now GM and Chevrolet Racing, but it's not Holden. Um, so if there was ever a time to make a change, now was it. That's not... The reasoning why I did it, it wasn't like, oh, Holden's gone now, now I can jump. But, um, you know, it was nice to finish um, my last race in a Holden at Bathurst with a win uh, and, uh, and sign off that way. GT was voted Broadcaster of the Year in the Supercars Media Awards and he'll continue on the TV commentary team as he commits to another two seasons as a co-driver. Uh, yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan to continue to be part of that. And um, I very much enjoy being part of that team and continuing to develop my skill set as a um, broadcaster, if to use your term, folks. So, um, yeah, look, I still very much like, feel like I have the training wheels on and, and learning as much as I can um, in that role. But I do enjoy it. And, um, yeah, I look forward to doing that much more. Well, it certainly looks like you've got a long future there. What about race driving? How many more years do you see yourself suiting up as a co-driver? And uh, will you be doing other things like GT again? Uh, well, co-driving, or at least two more years, because that's what we've signed up for. Um, and, but I mean, uh, and then I think you, you, you have to be realistic about it. You have to sit down and self-analyze and, um, and look at yourself in the mirror and be comfortable that 
you're still contributing as a driver. And, you know, obviously after Bathurst this year, um, you know, that all went pretty well. So um, from a, from, if you look at it from an athlete point of view and, and how you perform and could you do that again? Um, I feel like, yes, I could do that again next year in 23 as a, as a athlete and as an individual performing their role. Um, and, um, you know, so I'll be doing that at least 23 and 24. And then um, there's options to go on further after that. Um, but I think realistically, you, you sit down after 24 and, and decide, is it is it mutually beneficial for the team? Is it beneficial for me? Am, am I still con contributing what needs to be contributed in that role? Um, and maybe that role might change. I don't know. But um, at least two more years, folks. Garth Tander has a lot more to say about his big switch. And you'll hear the full interview in Grant Rowley's Parked Up on Thursday. Coincidentally, I spoke with Grove Racing owner Stephen Grove before his Tander coup was revealed. Grove admits it's going to be a scramble to get a pair of Gen 3 Mustangs ready, but he has a big ambition for his team in 2023. Well, where we're lucky is we've got Steve Robinson, who's working on a full-time for us, who, who built a lot of the Gen 2 cars. Um, I speak to him a lot. He's, he's quite uh, comfortable where we are. Not to take away how big it is. I mean, every component's got to be made. Every, you know, nut, every bolt, every connection point for seats, etc. Um, we got our first chassis out of paint. So I think uh, when the boys get back, they'll get into wiring looms, plumbing, and get going with that. Uh, and we're confident at this stage that we're, we'll be perfectly on track. A lot of work to do, and, you know, still going into December, a lot of parts still not delivered, are they? Yeah, listen, there's some, some parts are still being designed. I mean, they work through the major parts first. For us, um, it, the, putting the car to actual together, putting the pieces together like a Meccano set is not long and it's not difficult. It's just, as you've said, it's just making sure all the parts are there. Um, some of the minor parts are still being designed, but they're, they're pretty easy to do. They've sort of worked through a, a, a quite a large, a massive actually list, but I'm very confident we'll be there. With such a big change and it's going to be pretty much new for everyone, certainly early next season, do you regard this as a big opportunity for your team to make an impact quite quickly? Massive. I mean, drivers are still drivers. The cream's still the cream and the good teams are still, you know, have the resources to do what they need to. But we were really hoping this would have come in in 2022, this year. Um, we, you know, what the Callies had done to the cars was a fantastic effort, but it sort of limited our ability. To, we've done as much as we can, the low hanging fruit. You know, our motor's probably down a little bit where we really want it to be. So now we start fresh, clean slate for everybody. We think it's a massive opportunity for us. So where do you want your team to be in 2023? What, what is going to be the pass mark for you guys? Oh, the pass mark for me would be definitely top five. But I mean, for me personally, top three, we would need to be top three in the championship. Not so much, uh, you're not so much driver's championship. I mean, that'll, that'll take care of itself, but team championship because we got a new starter, someone that hasn't done a full season. There will be some DNFs, that's just the, the process of racing. Um, and you lose a lot of points with them. So we've just got to make sure that we combine together as a team. But, it, you know, for me personally, if we went top three, it'd be a pretty disappointing year. Now, back to the speculation about who will replace Tanda at Red Bull Ampol Racing. 
The big chat is that Triple Eight has targeted Scott McLaughlin for the Sandown 500 and Bathurst 1000 to co-drive with Shane Van Gisbergen. Now, wouldn't that be a dream team? The former Supercars Championship arch rivals in a Triple Eight Camaro would be a powerful combination. Despite his former ties with DJR, McLaughlin is a Chevy driver in IndyCar, so there's no obvious reason why Team Penske wouldn't allow him to race a Camaro out here. One problem, though, the 2023 IndyCar series finishes just a week before mid-September's Sandown 500. So scheduling could be an issue, especially if McLaughlin were to win the IndyCar title. Yes, it's an intriguing rumour, but a strong one, and it's just the sort of move for a big name that Triple Eight would make. More after this short break. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuel to national and state-level motorsport. And its range of racing fuels includes the BP Supercars E85, which is available to grassroots races. For power and protection over pump fuel, Race Fuels imports the Elf Race 102, as used by Porsche Carrera Cup and the Touring Car Masters. More info on Race Fuels E85 and Elf Race 102 is available at racefuel.com.au. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. Welcome back. Dick Johnson Racing's new business boss is former AFL player, administrator and coach David Noble. He's taken over as Chief Executive Officer of Shell V Power Racing from co-owner Ryan Storey. Now, Noble was sacked as coach of the North Melbourne Kangaroos after another poor season. It's an unusual move, but it turns out he's been a long-time Supercars fan and something of a student of motor racing. According to Noble, his love of racing led him to joining DJR. Well, look, I, I guess before I'd been at North, you know, I'd worked in the, the administration the last four or five years at Adelaide and then at Brisbane. The direction I'd been working on was, you know, executive roles working towards a CEO role. Um, took a slight U-turn, you know, to North as a, in the coaching fraternity and I've had a you know a long history of coaching but I guess you know my my passion beyond that coaching side was now in adding more value internally in an organization um and so look yeah when I had a chat to to Dr Ryan's story several weeks ago now um it really you know grabbed my interest uh, I've gone back to do a bit of study as well and yeah over a period of time I had a chat to the, the owners and look, here we are. Was it something you'd ever thought about? Did you think of joining a supercars team? If I'm being honest, probably yes, it would be the answer, but I never felt that it would ever come to fruition. You know, our, our sports would always collide. You know, the, the programs ran about the same time. I never thought, you know, how I would ever move into, you know, motorsport in that sense um you know i've watched the v8s for a long long time been a closet closet follower you know since i was a kid um but never thought that the opportunity would you know legitimately present itself and you know when when i had a bit of a sabbatical this year i certainly went and talked to a lot of different sports a lot of different people 
um, spent some time to sort of, I guess, reset my thinking. And yeah, it's um, it's it's certainly a very vibrant, energetic, and and well respected industry that I've now stepped into. Noble explains that he won't be coaching the team from the sidelines. Hands on day to day running of the business, working closely with our commercial team. You know, we've got some fantastic partners that have been long standing, making sure that, you know, the team downstairs is functioning through Benny Croak, who does a terrific job as our team principal. Um, looking at, I guess, new avenues of you know, income potentially going forward over the next few years as to what that might look like. Uh, building up a, a relationship with supercars itself. You know, I met Adrian over the weekend and, you know, that that's always important to have, you know, head office, a good relationship with head office. So that's that's my day-to-day role, a, a pretty much a traditional CEO type of role, really. As you mentioned, you were at the Adelaide 500 in your new official capacity. You were watching and presumably taking it all in. What did you learn? I learned that there's a lot of similarities across the sports and that that both correlates to our great partners. I was lucky enough to meet quite a few of our partners from Shell V-Power, um, Beaver, Repco, uh, Pertec. Um, you know, they are very passionate, very passionate partners. Um, same as, you know, the alternate sport, the pre-race in, in race strategy post debrief, very similar to, to AFL. So there's a lot of similarities in, um, you know, how the team on the on the day executes the race um, and the information that's that's pushed on to the drivers. Um, the thing that I I do think is a huge point of difference, Mark, is is our ability to engage with our fans. You know, our our drivers are certainly very uh, welcoming. You know, they do a great job. You know, and I think. The, the drivers right across the competition. Um, now our ability to have corporates and partners and guests coming in for pit tours, it's a very open, engaging um, environment that, that we have it in, um, in supercars. Noble made his official debut with DJR at the Adelaide 500 and he plans to be at all the races next year. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't see that as my role. Uh, yes, I'll go to all the races. Um, you know, I'll, I'll certainly, if there's some elements there of process, um, you know, I'd like to get to understand, you know, and, and work with Ben and his crew as to what, the, just to understand, I guess, the strategies around what we're actually doing. Um, but I don't, I don't see myself as having a, you know, a, a race day role um, to be honest with you, that I, that's not why I've come into the organisation. I think there's similarities, as I said to you, with coach's box, with flow of information, you know, decision-making, clarity of message. Like they're, they're just simple things that I think a lot of top-level sports have, you know, particularly from a, an interchange bench or from a, in our case, in the pits. Um, but I, I don't see myself having a, a hands-on role um, in, in that sense. Like all our staff here, yeah, I'll, I'll certainly be talking to our drivers, trying to continue to help um, provide them, you know, an environment that's going to allow them to improve. So, but that'll be same with all of our staff. You know, we want to create an environment that allows our staff to continue to grow, improve, um, you know, generate a sustained success over, you know, a long period of time. 
Shell V-Power Racing had mixed results this year, and Noble says planning has already begun for a return to the top as the Ford Gen 3 homologation team in 2023. Yeah, there is. Uh, it's, I, yeah, we're in the process of just going through to evaluate, you know, where we finished at the end of the year. Obviously, the equipment's going to change next year. But for us, it'll be about just reviewing what our processes were like. Um, that I think that's my initial part of, I think, what we need to do, you know, and at the end of the year. Um, you know, our team needs a break. You know, they, they've been going flat out. Um, you know, we've done, the boys, some of the boys here have done a lot of work on the, the new Gen 3. Um, so, you know, our, our team's really looking for a refresh, you know, getting towards the end of, I think by the time we get to the end of next week, we'll go and have a good break. Be back here early January to, to start to get our, our heads around the Gen 3 side of things, mate, and, and start to move forward. So. Yeah, but I think I think you're right. I think we had some good podiums, some good poles in the early part of the year. We probably had a quiet middle period. Um, great to get a lockout on Sunday with Anton, you know, finishing in third. So, yeah, next year brings a whole new scope of challenges. There's no doubt about that. Noble has an interesting perspective on supercars and the crossover with AFL. And you'll hear the full interview on Parked Up on Thursday. In other supercars news, Matt Stone Racing will skip Super 2 next year to concentrate on the main game with a pair of Camaros. That suggested Aaron Seaton would be out in the cold, but he'll continue in Super 2 with backing from ISIC boss Jason Gomesel. Now, Gomesel is a shareholder in MSR, and while he's scaling back his involvement with the team, he's keeping his stake in the operation. An accomplished amateur racer himself, Gomesil has confirmed to Parked Up Plus that he'll run Seaton in Super 2 with his own team. As well, he'll suit up himself in a VF Commodore in Super 3 and field his son Ben in the Toyota GR86 series. Time for another short break. The Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast is all in the name. It's all motorsport. Focused on those who make significant contributions to the sport we love. Correct. Some people might only see a dozen motor racing events each year, but the truth is that our sport never stops. Almost every weekend there's a car race going on somewhere. And Gaz, you're at most of them. Ah, yes, and if I'm not there, you certainly are. And you'll hear from us on the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast every fortnight. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. And we're on the run to the chequered flag. It was a very quiet weekend in racing, but there's been plenty of news on the national front. Here with his roundup of all that is Grant Rowley, thanks to our partner, Bob Jane Teamer. Contract motorsport action in 2022 is winding down with only a handful of categories still competing around the world. The most high profile international race was the final round of the Brazilian Stock Car Championship, typically not a category that we would cover here on Parked Up Plus, but the name of the guy who sealed the crown needs little introduction. 11-time Grand Prix winner Rubens Barrichello sealed the crown in a dramatic conclusion to the title at Interlagos, where the three title contenders, including Barrichello, were involved in an opening lap incident. Barrichello recovered and did enough to seal his second Brazilian stock car crown. 
Locally, there was a club meeting at Phillip Island that saw the conclusion of the Mazda RX-8 Cup with Tom Shaw, son of former Bathurst 1000 privateer, Rick Shaw, claiming the title. With the on-track action taking a back seat for the next few weeks, all eyes have turned to calendar announcements. Two weeks ago, Supercars firmed its 12-round championship, while the Speed Series has added at least one to its list of events, now including a V8-themed round at Winton in June. That round will feature S5000, Touring Car Masters, Trans Am, and the reborn V8 Touring Cars. Carrera Cup, Toyota 86, Super Utes, S5000, Touring Car Masters, V8 Touring Cars, and more have announced their 2023 schedules, while more category calendar announcements are expected in the coming days. One series set for a major shift is the Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge. The second level one make Porsche series looks set to host its round across a variety of events, including speed series rounds, supercars, and superbikes. That's all of the racing and news for now. I'm Grant Rowley reporting for Parked Up Plus with thanks to Bob Jane Teammates. Finally, earlier we heard from Stephen Grove about Penrite Racing's ambitious plans for next year. Key to that will be the on-track leadership of now almost veteran David Reynolds, who regained his front-running form this season. Grove says he'll be relying on Reynolds to take the team to the next level. Oh, most definitely, and Dave will need to adapt um, his ability to work with Maddie and teach Maddie. But one thing that we drive as a team, it, it, it is a team sport, and they work together as a team. There's just there's no lead driver with us. I mean, it's quite obvious Dave's got the experience. He's the, he's, he, he's, the, he's the old hand, but for us, We'll be working hard on both drivers to try and get them up there and they'll both work extremely close together. That's just a fundamental that, that I won't move from. And that's it for now. Back this time next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley on Thursday, featuring the full interviews with Garth Tander and DJR's David Noble. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another Network R production.